0: Welcome to Nutrition Network, where the focus is self-care. I'm Marianne Reedy, clinical nutritionist and certified WALS healthcare practitioner. Today, there are approximately 375 million vegetarians worldwide. Many people label themselves as vegetarians, yet their overall food intake may be somewhat different. This is due to the fact that the term vegetarian represents various types of diets. These include vegan, which is their strictest vegetarian lifestyle. This group excludes all animal foods such as meat, poultry, fish, eggs, dairy products, and honey. Also, vegans do not wear clothing that is made from the hide or fur of an animal. Lacto-vegetarian consumes animal milk and milk products like yogurt and cheese along with plant foods. Ovo-vegetarian includes eggs in their diet Pesco vegetarian omits red meat and poultry, but eats fish along with plant foods. Polo vegetarians, or polotarians, eat poultry like chicken, turkey, and duck, but not red meat with a plant-based diet. The underlying similarity in all of these diets is the exclusion of flesh from warm-blooded mammals, like beef, pork, and bison. So you can be a lacto-ovo-pesco-polo vegetarian. There are several myths that we can explore surrounding vegetarian diets. The most popular misconception deals with proper protein intake. Our protein requirements are based on our need for 23 different amino acids essential for good health. Presently nine are recognized as being essential, which means we need to eat them, get them through our diet. These amino acids are valine, isoleucine, leucine, threonine, tryptophan, methionine, phenylalanine, lysine, and histidine, which is essential in the diets of developing children. So how much protein do you need? Our protein needs can be satisfied by plant foods. In order to ensure sufficient intake, some vegetarians follow the ancient practice of protein complementation. Other cultures, especially in the East, where meat is a luxury item, or prohibited for religious beliefs. They have been implementing this technique for centuries. This concept alleviates the protein inadequacies of many plant foods due to their limiting amino acids. For example, if a food contains 90% of all nine essential amino acids, but only 50% of tryptophan, then the total utilization of this protein will be limited to 50%. However, when foods are combined to complement such amino acid limitations, the quality of the protein food is substantially enhanced. Two or more plant foods eaten together can equal or surpass the protein quality of beef. Also, plant foods are more easily digested than animal foods. A cup of rice remains in the gut for approximately one to two hours after ingestion, where a piece of steak with saturated fat and cholesterol, lingers for as long as six hours. Nutrition researchers are now agreeing that most Americans get too much protein in their diets. Even many vegetarians are consuming greater than desirable amounts of optimum health and well-being. Less is more. There are very strong links between high protein diets and many chronic degenerative diseases. These include osteoporosis, which is an imbalance due to the demineralization of calcium from the bones, and this is greater among postmenopausal women, kidney disease, various forms of arthritis, including gout, arteriosclerosis, and cancer. Animal protein in particular is associated with the increase in breast and colon cancer in the United States. The average American is consuming approximately 100 grams of protein per day, nearly doubling the generous amount recommended by the Food and Nutrition Board of the National Research Council. In light of all the recent scientific findings, people should clearly be directing their concerns to lowering their protein intake instead of worrying about where to get more. In his groundbreaking book, The China Study, T. Colin Campbell, Ph.D., Professor Emeritus of Nutritional Biochemistry at Cornell University, reports the connection between a high animal protein diet and diseases like cancer and diabetes. He emphasizes a plant-based diet for vibrant health and longevity. The information in this book, based on a 40-year career of studying the effects of meat consumption on the health of rats and humans, is eye-opening and a must-read. Another fallacy about vegetarianism is the scare that those who follow it will eventually fall prey to pernicious anemia, which is a B12 deficiency. This popular view is based on the notion that only animal products supply us with vitamin B12. However, there are various adequate plant sources of this nutrient. Fermented soy foods such as tempeh contain nearly 15 micrograms in 100 grams serving. This provides almost 500% of the recommended dietary allowance for B12. The microalgae, spirulina, supplies 255 micrograms per 100 grams, and the same amount, the seaweed kombu, contain 27 micrograms. Also, if a person is following a lacto-vegetarian diet, they'll be deriving B12 from milk products. If eggs are included, this is an additional source. If you are concerned with B12 levels, due to malabsorption issues, you can supplement with a liquid vitamin b12. The best form is methylcobalamin. If you are gluten intolerant or need to omit all grains from your diet, there is still a plethora of plant-based foods to choose from including nut and seed butters and flours. There are many reasons for choosing vegetarianism. Each individual has his or her own personal reasons for choosing the vegetarian cuisine. Be rest assured that a high-quality, nutritious, non-flush diet is healthy, economical, ecologically sound, humane, and last but not least, an incredibly delicious style of eating. If you'd like to contact me, please visit nutritionnetwork.net or my Nutrition Network Facebook page. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy and stay well.